the Bible Study Podcast, Episode 71. This is the third episode in a study on the book of James. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Today we continue on with the book of James. James is a shorter letter, so it should only take us about five weeks. And jumping into James 3, Taming the Tongue. Not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal, or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. The first part here I'd love to just skip over here, which is not many should presume to be teachers because we know that those who teach will be judged more strictly. But it's a scripture that I'm painfully aware of. As someone who teaches, there is the opportunity to spread falsehood as well as the opportunity to spread truth. And obviously, a lot of damage can be done or a lot of good can be done through teaching. And so it's something that I just am constantly aware of as I'm talking is to be careful with the words, to be careful with what I say. I tend to be, in general, someone who is careful with what he says always. I found that in my marriage, for instance, that it's just so easy with your wife or with your kids to let that word out that didn't get thought through first to say something that shouldn't have been said. And words have power, and words can hurt. Words can also heal, and words can help. But this is what James is saying, is the tongue is a very powerful thing. And he also says that like a bit can control a horse, or like a rudder can control a ship, that as we control the tongue, and this is an interesting thought, that it controls where we go. It's, it's as if he is saying that start with your words and see if you control those and the rest of you will follow. And I think there's some truth to that. I think of somebody I know who came to be a Christian at a later age, not, not an old person, but they were already an adult and they already had many established habits. And one of the habits he told me was that he swore a lot, that his tongue was not producing things of beauty. And that that was the first thing he needed to learn as he started this walk as a Christian, is that he needed to be more careful with what he said. Remember what James said last time, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. That slow to speak there, it's think before you talk. Think of how that's going to be perceived. 
We have rules in my family that what we don't do is we don't call someone stupid, for instance. Not my wife, not my kids, not ever. That's just not something that's acceptable behavior. Now, granted, that may be times where they did things I thought were of questionable wisdom, but there's that rule that we don't name call because the lingering damage that can do. And so, and likewise, James says, the tongue is a small part of the body. It makes great boasts. We also get ourselves in trouble by what we say sometimes. It might just be that we say yes to something we shouldn't say yes to. It might be that we boast of something and then have to try and follow through. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. There are a lot of problems, little tiny things that are said that turn into big problems. And, and James says the tongue can corrupt the whole body. And James goes on to say, all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man. But no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Clearly, James has had a lot of problems with what people have said. And it's still something we see today. And it doesn't have to be, you know, we've talked, we talked last week, it doesn't have to be swearing, it doesn't have to be boasting, it can be gossip, it can be just hurtful, thoughtless words, just so many different ways to do damage with the tongue. And he goes on, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth came praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. How can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. What James is saying is the tongue that praises God, the tongue of a believer, shouldn't also be the tongue of crude jokes, shouldn't also be the tongue of slander, shouldn't also be the tongue of lies, shouldn't also be the tongue of gossip, shouldn't also be the tongue of cursing, shouldn't also be the tongue of spite. How many different words we have for the damage that we can do with the words that we say? And James continues, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. So James is talking about two different kinds of wisdom. And he's talking about two different kinds of fruit that are coming from our lives. And he says, By your good life with deeds done in humility. If you have understanding, if you're wise, he says, show it. Show it by your good life. By deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. Isn't it interesting that wisdom, he says, brings humility? 
Knowledge can bring boastfulness, but wisdom brings humility. Wisdom brings perspective. Wisdom says, I've screwed up before too. I know where you're coming from. Wisdom brings maturity. If you harbor bitter envy or selfish ambition, don't boast about it and don't deny the truth. So be honest with yourself. If you have that, don't be proud of that, but also don't deny it. There are times that we know that there is part of us that just has wrong desires. He says, start with the truth. Isn't that the first of the 12 steps? To start with acknowledging what is true. And he says, such wisdom doesn't come from heaven. It's earthly, unspiritual of the devil. And then he uses other words for this that's coming from the devil. Envious, selfish, disorder evil practice. These are the tools, these are the fruit of a life that is driven from the devil's direction. It's not satisfied. The envy is coming in here. There's never enough. The selfish ambition, and so it looks for a way to continue to please self. This kind of wisdom is a self-centered And because of that self-centeredness comes disorder in every evil practice. But he says, instead, the wisdom that comes from heaven, and then he gives us this wonderful list here, is first of all, pure. Having been separated from the world's understanding and the world's wisdom. Peace-loving. So it is something that is looking to strive for ways to not just be at peace, but to create peace. It is something that is looking to bring peace into homes, looking to bring peace into communities, looking to bring peace into the world. Consider it. This is not a self-centered sort of wisdom. This is something that is thinking of others. Did you notice how many of these are relational? Consider it. Thinking of others ahead of me. Submissive. Sometimes saying you can have your way instead of me having my way. Full of mercy. Letting people off the hook saying... I understand that I too am flawed and letting people off the hook, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial, able to judge correctly and without bias, sincere, truthful, peacemakers who sow in peace and raise a harvest of righteousness. And that's what James' prayer is for us, that we can be peacemakers that raise a harvest, that produce fruit. And I think this particular place, or Harvest of Righteousness, is talking about a life that has impact, a life that is changing others because it is not self-centered, but it is out there, peace-loving, peacemaking, and it is changing the lives of people it touches because of the gracious nature of the character that is coming from the wisdom sent from heaven. I'm going to end this episode after the usual trailing music with a song that I've written that is about James 3 and the taming of the tongue. So stick around for that. But we'll bring this episode to a close. If you have any comments, send them to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. You can tame the beast from big to small 
You can make the lion come when called. That is not the hardest one. Can you tame the tongue? Are you saying good or bad? The blessing or the curse? Do you make it better or do you make it worse? Just as the rudder guides the ship. And if you live and rightly, then your tongue won't slip. And if you live and rightly, then your tongue won't slip. The tongue he likes to make the boast. The tongue he find the trouble most. The tongue he likes to be the liar. Then you breathe in fire. Are you saying good or bad? The blessing or the curse? Do you make it better or do you make it worse? Just as the rudder guides the ship. And if you live and rightly, then your tongue won't slip. And if you live and rightly, then your tongue won't slip. We use the tongue to praise the Lord. Say your blessing, read the word. But the same tongue take his name, forgetting why he came. Are you saying good or bad? The blessing or the curse? Do you make it better or do you make it worse? Just as the utter guides the ship. If you live and rightly, then your tongue won't slip. And if you live and rightly, then your tongue won't slip. I say you live and rightly, and your tongue won't slip. Everyone wants to change the world. Capital Ministries is doing just that, one heart at a time by creating disciples of Jesus Christ among political leaders in the U.S. and foreign nations. For more than 25 years, founder Ralph Drawlinger has written Bible studies specifically for public servants. Study along with us and learn what the Bible says about capitalism, communism, abortion, same-sex marriage, and other contemporary issues. Subscribe and follow us at lifeaudio.com or search Capital Ministries on your favorite podcast platform.